Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. I want to share with us some keys that will strengthen and possibly rescue us from challenges uh, in our relationships, you know, single and married. I will try and draw also from our family experience and see how you can use that if it fits into your own situation. So I'm going to share with us some few slides. We'll try to keep up. We'll be moving from the slide to some uh, scriptures, but I just want to be, I want us to be taught and, and pick up this understanding. Uh, do not allow anything to distract you, your device. Uh, if your neighbor is troubling you, you can stand up right now and sit in another, you know, aisle. Yes, because some people come to church and they don't really come to church. Uh, you can't come here and waste your time. I think you should maximize the time, especially when it comes to the kind of series we are taking. It affects generations, okay? Uh, the way we live our lives will show up in the life of our children, whether we like it or not. Uh, and then the children, uh, you know, pass it on, and then it becomes a generational matter. So we want to be better in our relationships. And it starts from your singlehood, the way you, you know, get into marriage if you're planning to get married. Not every single will get married, and don't force them to get married, okay? Uh, but if you're getting married, it, this also helps you to prepare for the marriage life. The first thing I, I want to share uh, is the prayer advantage. Prayer advantage. I learned many years ago that on the prayer altar, you shape your home or you shape your relationships. Uh, if you leave it to psychology or you leave it to normalcy, the enemy will take advantage of it. It's important you pray for your spouse, pray for your children. At times, I, I remember some years ago, I noticed something in one of our children, you know, and I knew that this is war. So I took it into prayers several days, sometimes into weeks. And then after a while, I noticed that those things just were out of the child's life. If you leave it like that, uh, it can just only get worse. Now, if your prayer life is weak, then your relationship life can be hijacked by Satan. And I'm saying this to both male and female. You can't run these sacred institutions by just uh, common sense. It takes, you know, a higher power to shape it into what you desire it to be. I, I want to recommend the prayer altar, the prayer advantage. If there's anything you desire in the life of your husband, because you are in the covenant, you pray. You use the name of your husband. Use his middle name. Use his third name. And talk to God. Lord, let, you can pray your husband into height. You can pray your home into peace. He is the prince of peace. You intercede and you do it consistently, aggressively. The way you pray over, you know, breakthrough, I want to break through, I want a new job, the way you fast, you need to do that a whole lot. And I want to recommend it, not just because there's a crisis, but as a general rule. In fact, you can use that to prevent unnecessary crisis. Then when there is a situation, it is that prayer altar that you also deploy to stop Satan from hijacking it. A little 
allowance of Satan can turn into a whole room. When you give the devil a foothold, he will go further than that. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. Look at Psalms 127. It's a, a psalm uh, we're um, familiar with. It says, unless the Lord builds the house. So that prayer altar is getting that Lord to help build it. That this must be built. It will not come down. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. So some labor, but they don't use the prayer advantage. They labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guard the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. We shape the future with the word and with prayers. There are certain verses I want to encourage you to scoop out and use it to pray over your future. If you are a single woman or single man, while you are believing God for the man to show up, start sowing the seeds of prayer. In fact, you have an advantage hearing messages like these uh, over those who are already married. You shape it ahead. So when you enter into it, it stays in shape. The shape of the container you have created. There is nothing God's word cannot reshape. There is nothing the hand of God cannot remodel. If you are committed to persistent prayers. I'm not saying it will change in next week. I'm not saying it will change uh, tomorrow morning. But as you are persistent with it and consistent with that prayers, it changes it. You just see the things showing up and the fruit showing up. Glory to God. Somebody say prayer advantage. Say louder, prayer advantage. Number two is the wisdom proof. By prayers, we ask God for wisdom. By learning, like we are learning, we ask, we receive wisdom. Seeking God's wisdom. When it comes to resolving issues or asking God what to do in overcoming relationship issues. When there is a challenge, maybe you are in this service today and there's a crisis in your relationship, friends and fiancé, or just friendship, or, because sometimes you have covenant friends and some crisis erupts in the friendship, or you are already married and there's a crisis, don't look at it, you know, and apply what comes to your feelings. You can, you can be more intentional by asking God for wisdom to handle this matter. It's important because one of the offspring of God's wisdom is peace and a pleasant life. Peace. In fact, the moment you notice uh, lack of peace, most of the time is lack of wisdom or low-level wisdom. So when you ask God for wisdom, that what should, it's as raw as you and your wife have, you have a, situ, a situation and it's almost boiling out of point. Take out time. Lord, this must not be hijacked by Satan. Holy Spirit, you must hijack this. And Lord, I lack wisdom. I'm asking for the wisdom. What to do to handle this matter? Now, you can pray in the Holy Spirit. And as you're praying, some instructions will drop in your heart. Some steps can drop in your heart. Or in the course of the day, or in the course of that week, certain things will come at you and you will know what to do. James 1.5 If any lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That does what? Gives liberally. If any of you lacks wisdom, 
let him ask. So one of the major ways we receive God's wisdom is by asking for it. Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach it will be given you. I pray for that person today that God will give you wisdom. That matter will not get worse. The devil will not hijack your marriage. The devil will not hijack covenant relationships in your life. Rather, the Holy Ghost will hijack it for God's good in the name of Jesus Christ. Beyond marriage, there are covenant relationships in our lives that you want to preserve by the wisdom of God. This month of July, we'll be studying the book of Acts of the Apostles. I saw something about Barnabas and Paul. If you remember in Acts chapter 13, verse 2, the prophets were praying, as scripture says, and, 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 and the Holy Ghost said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Paul also for the work that I have committed into their hands. That means God had an assignment for the two of them. And everything was going on fine. But one day, they had a sharp contention. Paul said to Barnabas, let us go and visit the churches that we have established. And Barnabas said, okay, let's go. But let's go with John Mark. And Paul said, no, we're not going to go with John Mark. Because John Mark did not follow us when we were establishing them. He left us for this one. Let us not go with him. Barnabas insisted, we must go with John Mark. And scripture says, the contention was very sharp. Very sharp. And guess what happened? Scripture says, Barnabas now picked John Mark and left. And I asked myself, who is your priority here? And the next thing I started hearing is Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas. When things bubble up, you need to have priority. Who is the priority here? My mom or my wife? Amen. Because some people don't agree. Your mom or your wife? Not, not the ladies. I want the men to answer. Your mom or your wife? There are some men here, they pick their mom. And after many years, you see the effect. So, are, so when, I'm, when, when we say single and married, we're not just talking about marriage, marriage. Covenant relationships. Your uncle or your dad. Your pastor or a guest speaker. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> ah, one day, it pained me. Somebody came to minister in this beautiful church. He ministered well. Oh, to God be the glory. And one of our leaders called me. Pastor, I enjoyed this service. This person has been in the church for more than 15 years. He said, Pastor, I, I want you to help me get the account number. Ah, I'm confessing my sin to you. He pained me. He said, Pastor, can you help me get the account number? He really... He said, I, I really, I was touched today. I said, hey. So I got the account number and sent to him. And he said, thank you, Pastor. God bless you. 
And I said to him, facing the mirror, because I can't tell him. I said, ah, you have been in this church for 15 years. I have not touched you. I have not ministered to you. Somebody say wisdom. Proverbs 3.13. I'm not saying you're not blessed, guest. We do that a lot. Ah, that day pains me. <laughs> ah. You know what it pains me? I have given that person gift before. Me. So there are many things that I had assumed that people know that I'm going to take a lot of time between now and next year, July. Are you hearing me? To do a lot of teachings. Pandemic, pandemic, some things from people that needs to be re-imparted because of the disillusionment Happy is the man who what? Finds wisdom. And the man who does what? Gains. So wisdom needs to be found. You go for it. Next verse. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. That means wisdom is a priority to money. Money is great. But money without wisdom will destroy you. That's why scripture says the prosperity of fools will destroy them. A proceed. Verse 15. Verse 15. She, that's wisdom. She's more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot be compared to her. 16. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand. What? This is what helps you to live long, the wisdom of God. Foolishness will cut short your life. It is wisdom that combines longevity with riches and honor. Some have longevity, but they don't have honor. But the wisdom of God will give you longevity, riches, and honor. Verse 17, or verse 16, sorry. Okay, 17, 17, thank you. Her ways, the ways of wisdom, her ways of what? Pleasantness and all her parts are. So when you allow the wisdom of God, you will have peace. If you notice that the thing is not peaceful, ask God, where am I missing it? Or ask God for the wisdom you need to be able to turn it around. When the wisdom of God is in abundant supply and being applied, you will have a pleasant life and a peaceful life. So as we grow in God's wisdom, we experience more peace and then more pleasant lives. I'm just trying to whet your appetite about the place of wisdom, the place of teachings, the place of understanding in living a better life. All our ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her parts are 
peace. So when you pray for God's wisdom, hello, and as you are praying, the Holy Spirit nudges in your heart a particular book. That means your answer is where? In that book. So you go and buy it, borrow it, or whatever, and read it. Or a particular message that pastor preached. You call the resource people or ask them. They help you find it and you listen to it. Wisdom requires learnings. Prayer advantage. Wisdom proof. We must ask God for wisdom. One of the areas that will help us to grow in that wisdom is understanding differences. That we are different. Your neighbor sitting beside you is different. If you, if you don't understand someone, the marriage can't work. Friendship can't work. <laughs> uh, my friend, uh, Pastor Godman, uh, Elevation Church, we are very different. <laughs> there are certain things that I will ask him to help me handle because of the level of patience he has. And there are some things he will call me and say, this one is only Yemi that can deal with it. Yemi help us deal with this thing. People are different. We have strengths. We have weaknesses. If you don't understand this part of life, life will be hard. Working with people, you will go up like this, you will come down. Because you will be hurting people and not even knowing that you are hurting them. We are different. Oh, we are different. Our bringing different. Some of us grew up with silver spoon. Mm. There are some of us that there was no utensils. Not even wood. There was no spoon. We are different. The thinking will be different. And most times in marriage, uh, opposites attract. I said in the early morning service, some of us grew up in homes where um, you, you know, we have staff. People come to clean. Wash a man, wash and dry clean. All you just do to go to school, come back, do your assignment, and then watch TV around 4.30. You know those things? Great. But some of us, we were the staff. <laughs> they used that. Well, well let me, uh, mommy, I'm sorry I, I said that. <laughs> you, you, you walk, you wash Saturday like this, you will see blisters. You will hate Saturday mornings. So if you are like that, and you marry a man or a woman that is different, your expectations should be adjusted. I've seen some men that grew up being staff. Marry a woman that grew up with having staff, trying to make the woman, you will do everything. <laughs> trying to make her staff. And the, she wasn't like that. So the reaction escalates. She's not used to it. Your wife doesn't have to cook like your mom. If you want someone that can cook like your mom, marry your mom. Amen. You are clapping now. Uh (laughs) Your husband doesn't have to be as rich as your dad. Yes, so we are working progress. When are we going to buy our second car? (laughs) When are we going to change the fridge? Calm down. Maybe your dad was was, was stealing money. We don't know. Maybe. But don't put pressure on people 
They are not. They're not. They can't. They can't just do it. And I was teaching at a leadership school, uh, MLF. If you are single, be careful of pornography and all those things that whet your appetite unnecessarily. Because you are toying with what you cannot handle. This is wisdom proof. You have seen all kinds of things online. The things you are watching, they, it's, a, it's a movie that they shot. You understand? For hours or days or weeks. And then you now get married. Expecting your husband or your wife to perform at the same level. Wala constant. And this is just a new person. She even kept herself or himself. And I said, hang like this. Eh? Eh? Hang where? Say, hey, no, don't you know how to hang? I don't know how to hang. Ah, ah. Because you have been watching hanging. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm trying my best not to go beyond borders. And when they say, don't sleep with your man or woman before marriage, how can, how can? If you allow him to keep sleeping with you before marriage, they will honeymoon. You would have linked all the honey. When you marry, it will remain the moon. That's why such people, after they marry, after like six months, after that, because there's no honey again. It's in your own interest. You can't be wiser than God. God is a spirit. He doesn't need sex. Whatever he says is for your benefit. Wisdom proof. So we are different. We have different love languages. We have different temperaments. I'm going to be dealing with that more in, the, in August. There will be a whole Sunday on, on love languages and another one on temperaments. Because you need to remind yourself, this is who I am. I'm growing. I have this strength. And I'm dealing with these weaknesses. We are different. Upbringing, uh, temperaments. And those things don't change. We only grow by the word. Someone that talks a lot by temperament, a sanguine, cannot stop talking in marriage. The only thing is, can you allow the word make you talk properly? But talking will talk. So that be telling her, keep quiet. We are different. I'm left-handed. I'm so grateful my parents did not force me to change it. In primary school, I remember some teachers didn't understand that. They nearly damaged me. Because when I'm writing, I will turn it. It looked awkward from all others. But does it make it bad? It's writing you are looking for, right? So they straighten it. around like this. It happened, ah, thank God. Thank God I survived it. Because some people, that's how they force them to use the other hand and it affected their cognitive system. Because when you are left-handed, some things are different. Amen. Of course, we are wiser than other people. <laughs> you know, when I read the Bible and it says it told the goats to go to the left hand and the sheep to go to everything, right hand. I said, this left hand, are you sure? It will affect me when I get there. <laughs> Okay, let's go. Next one is um, hmm. deal with excessive anger. I 
I used to think those of us that are cholerics are the main thing. You know, cholerics, we are the go-getter. We are always, we achieve, cholerics achieve more. The, you know, those people that want to. But, but, but when I read that God is slow to anger, then I realized that temperaments that are prone to anger have more, God, have more need of God in their lives. Do you understand what I mean? They are quick to get angry. And scripture describing God, God is love. God is light. God is slow to anger. So that temperament need God a lot. So you are here and that is who, the way you are. Any small thing diffuses, you know. You need God more. Much more. Because that's far from God-likeness. Speak when you are angry. And you will make the greatest speech. You will what? Ever regret. There are words that come when you are angry. That is very, it can take 10 years to gather it back. If you can ever gather it back. If I tell some people to stand up now and, and tell you some words that are, that are affecting them, it will be statements made either by their dad or one particular school teacher, male or female, or their friend, that, that was just heart-wrenching, was very bad. It's hard to take it back. But many of those things are propelled by anger. And I'm also praying for such people today that God will heal you in the name of Jesus Christ. Death and life are where you can kill your marriage with your tongue. No excuses. By the words you say. And it can be male, it can be female. In fact, a female sanguine. You know, women have verbal power. Uh-huh. So this is not about a man. It's, it's dealing with anger. All those statements, any small thing. Your family's head is not correct. Your daddy and all of you, I, you know, I've had statements as a pastor. Your dad, your mom, your brother, I put all of you together. Ah, you know what it means? Some will be sending their husband or wife to their family. And the Christian. What excuse do you have? Love is kind. Say it with me. Say it with me. So, if you are growing, your words should be kind words. Kindness. 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 This thing that you have said, how kind is it? Don't try to beat around the bush, a bush uh, giving excuses. This is not right. It is not right. Illegality cannot... Uh, how do you say it? Illegality cannot... Be used to deal with illegality, Abby. Abby, rigging election does not mean you are, you know, all those things. You can't rig election to remove an illegal person. All those things. You can't use illegality, say, because my husband did this. That's why I said his family is mad. Or, or to hell with your destiny. I, 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 I take objection to that. Ecclesiastes 7 9. Deal with anger. Many homes are down because of this. Many even relationships, not even marriage, are down because of this. If a scripture had even said, make no friend with an angry man, because 
they can damage you with words. Do not hasten in your spirit to be what? For anger rests where? It means you behave or you speak foolishly when you allow excessive anger to keep prevailing over you. I agree that we make mistakes, but let's not make mistakes to become, it's my life. Let a mistake be a mistake that needs to be repented of and learned from and let's improve. I'm not saying we're all perfect, no. Anger, excessive anger, rest in the bosom of fools. Okay, I think there's some scriptures I would like us to read. Uh, Proverbs James 1.19 James 1.19 Thank you, Lord. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be Are you here this morning? Swift to what? Slow to Slow to Verse 20 For the wrath of man does not produce Yes, it will lead to something ungodly. Satan hijacks it easily. So slow, swift to hear, slow to speak, and then slow. That's why you shouldn't be too forward. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. You will make mistakes easily that way. Slow. It says, it says swift to hear, that's listening. Slow to speak, and then you'll be slow to getting angry the wrong way. Another scripture I think that will be a benefit here is Proverbs 16.32. We're going to look at various versions. Proverbs 16.32. I, I think I would like the congregation that will read this together. Are we, are we ready? One to go. He who is, is, and he who rules. Because when you take the city... And that anger is still there. With your own hands, you will destroy the city. You accomplish things. With that anger, you destroy it. That's why I say, okay, better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. ERV, any other version? Better to be patient than... Better to have self-control than... Okay, next... It is better to be patient than to be a strong soldier. It is better to control your anger than to capture the city. So this is the analysis. If you are given to excessive anger, you can build things. Business, career, maybe marriage. That same anger, if not curtailed, can level it in one year to ground zero. Because conquering the city and not conquering yourself is a waste of time. I'm sure some of us know people like that growing up. Did everything and then somewhere the man said something or did something and lost everything. And everything goes back to ground zero. That's why he said the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. Okay, let's move on. We'll talk about this. I'm sure we have time to also treat this. Uh, let me close with this and then we'll pray. 
Courtesy. 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 First Peter 3.8. Are we blessed this morning? When you're in a classroom, you know, you endure lecture. You endure teaching. But it's changing you. It's changing me and changing you. Finally, all of you be of one mind. Having compassion for love as what? Be, 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 be courteous. It's not a psychological admonition. It's in scripture. Courtesy. Courtesy. Let's go back to the slide. Be courteous. Tell your neighbor, be courteous. Uh-huh. Courtesy. I checked the dictionary, just basic. What is the meaning of courtesy? Are you here or you are looking at your phone? Or you are sleeping? Ah, hey, hey, be here. What are the other words for courtesy? Respectful, right? Good manners, polite behavior. Con what? All the wives in the house be considerate. All the husbands, be considerate. Put yourself in the shoes of the other person. It will change everything. One day I attended our church in Suru Lere as a member. I learned that uh, clients, product people should put themselves in the shoes of the customers. And feel what the customer feels. Don't just be in a high place, in Asorok, you know, and then think everything is fine. Petrol is expensive. <laughs> There's no traffic again. I say, is this, is this the rapture? No traffic again. <laughs> Begging people to come and buy petrol. I saw one, one federal minister or one, somebody was advising that Nigeria should go and get bicycle. Advising Nigeria to do more bicycle. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Just don't ride on the highway with your bicycle in Nigeria. We will prosper in the land. Um, the land will not eat us up. And the new cabinet, the Lord will help them. Our president, the Lord will help him. In the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and God will help the judiciary too. Amen. Everything. God will help. I would not say anything. No. Um, respectful, good manners, polite behavior, considerate. There will be fewer broken homes. And what? Unhappy. I, I want this to sink in. There will be fewer broken homes. And what? Unhappy marriages, if people allow what? Common courtesies. That's supposed to be courtesies. Into their common courtesies. Come on. Some homes are not broken, but they're unhappy. And at the root of it is behavior. It's not demon. It's just behavior. Either from the man to the woman or the woman to the man. Good manners. Simple manner. As simple as acknowledging something done. As simple as recognizing this. Appreciation. Thank you. Oh, the one that is really the problem is I'm sorry. 
that one is lacking. And the main culprit is us men. Some men think when they apologize genuinely, they have failed. No, it's your low self-esteem. What is that? If you are wrong, you apologize. Amen. Are we still here? When you are wrong, you don't now bring out two, three things the person did 27 years ago to equate what you did yesterday. To make it two-two. To justify what you are doing. That you two, you did this in 1957. Did I say anything? And then in 1968, you did the same thing. Did I say anything? So what does that mean? So that means the one you just did now is justifiable. Apologize to your husband or wife. I'm sorry. Some of us, we defend wrongly, defensive. Instead of apologizing first. Oh, it was an oversight. I'm so sorry. You'll be explaining, excusing it. You are, you are worsening the matter. Apologize. And some of us are just a, a proper apology away from peace. And I pray the Holy Spirit will give you the strength today before 6.30 p.m. Why can't you be married for 15 years and you've never said sorry to your wife? How great thou art. How great thou art. Or they can even count the time you said sorry. Because to say it, you have to be seriously wrong seriously, clearly, evidentially wrong. When will you get to that level? But the small, small ones you did, no, no. Because your dad does not apologize. Even Jesus wept. Come on, courtesies. Come on, courtesies. Another one is learning to appreciate each other. Don't take things that are happening every time in the home as that's how it is. If you hear what other families are going through, you will be writing thank you every week. Don't get so used to yourself. Don't let familiarity destroy the marriage. Appreciate each other. Genuinely, I mean it. Don't be official. I want to appreciate you for number one, number two, number three. Like, no, let it come from your heart. If it's from your heart, the person will pick it up. And it provokes them to do more. Thanksgiving is application for more. Beware of familiarity. Don't take each other for granted. I, I, I got to close. My time is up. Ephesians 5.33. I'll continue. We're going to continue this series. Uh, don't run away from church. Uh, invite your friends. We will keep learning. You know what I realized about this thing? It, it will help you all rounder. Oh, Yes. Business has a lot to do with relationships. Yes or no? You can career has a lot to do with relationships. That upline, downline, colleagues. I know someone that spoke wrongly in a near board meeting. And there was promotion coming after. And because of the way she spoke, they determined that they will not promote the person. They now brought somebody far or behind, and move the person ahead of the person, forcing you to resign. So it's not, thank God for your education, but if you don't have a courtesy, you, 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 have, you have problems with your in-laws, that's the way you talk to your mother-in-law. 
I know you have married. He's my husband. But this is the mother. You need wisdom. You can't be fighting with his mother perpetually and then expect him to be calling you every... Why, why? Foolishness must be far from you. Ah, his mom. Even if she's a witch. But you have dominion now. Yes. You can't be rubbing it in your husband's face. Ah, your mom. No. She cannot enter our house. Why? You are taking your power too far. What is that? What is that? Your own mom is the perfect mom, right? Your mom comes to the house, spend extra days. But your husband's mom, you find a way to keep her out for years. You are, you are looking for big trouble. What is that? You are the most spiritual person in the world. You manage those things with wisdom. And there should be a balance as much as you can. You go to visit this person. You have to do what? Visit the other. Somehow, somehow. Stop playing like you are smart. It's foolishness. That you are called smartness. The day the answer will show, it will shock you. It will look like the word is against you. No, you are better than foolish. You think you are smart. You are doing it and you are getting away with it. Ah, this is what I do. Shall my children don't go there. Uh, uh. <laughs> hey. Are we okay? Let's read. However, let each... Okay, clap, clap, clap first. Clap first. Clap. All those statements are deliverances for people. You understand that? Deliverances. That will lay hands on you to cast out the demon of foolishness. It is the word that removes foolishness. That scripture, please. My time is... However, let each man of you, each, each man of you without what? Exception. Love his wife as... His own self. Stand up, sir. Self. You're married, right? So you love your wife as yourself. Can you beat yourself? Try it now. Even when you beat yourself, it's always... Uh -huh. Can you go hungry for five days? Yourself. Yourself. I hope the men are listening. Yourself. Yourself. Thank you, sir. Let's have that scripture on screen. His own self. And let the wife see that she what? Resp I, I didn't write this verse first. So you won't be looking at me somehow. Because some people don't like it. Because you see how many things they wrote on your behalf now. And let the wife see that she what? Respect and what? That she. When your husband comes in, let it look like somebody came in. Why can't your husband come in? Like, like the person that came in is a rat. You are, you are demeaning him. Your husband just came in. Oh, no, he just came in. Notice. Notice is a part of honor. You notice uh, that he has come. But I uh, greet him. Respond that she notices him, regards him, honors him. Next thing, higher than others, right? Venerates and what? And that she defers. There are some decisions you have to ask him first. 
the first to him. You can still pick your own choice. The first. Some ladies are angry that I'm leaving this church. They say that. I'm kind of touch this. It's a chauvinistic pastor. It's a idiot. Stay on that verse. The first to him praises. Ah, somewhere I say, Mugbe. And loves and exceedingly. All the men put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Try this on your man and see if his destiny will not go up. What is that? Praise him. Admire him. You look nice. I just noticed all the short men in your family are very rich. <laughs> you are one of them. Hail him. Hail him. Maybe that will bring out the potential you've been looking for. Mm. Let's close. Rise up on your feet, people of God. Ah. I'm leaving everybody in this service with Ephesians 5.33. For the men, if they, if, they, if they say those words to you, the way you say it to your wife, won't you be fighting at the bus stop? And now you're saying it to your wife. The way you treat her. You don't buy her clothes. You don't do anything for her. Can you do without wearing clothes? Excellent clothes yourself. Just look at yourself. And see what you can do to your wife. And then for the woman. What can you do to change your posture. And honor your man. Honor your man. Let's thank God. For the relationships in our lives. Whether you are single or married. It's a two-way relationship thing. Anywhere. But let's live up to our own responsibility. Thank you, Lord. Can you pray for that person in your life? Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church. At the Goodland. Ifako Bus Stop. Oworonshoki. Ogbudu Expressway. Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.